Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 6 at Clay at Our Core, the pottery podcast coming to you straight out of peace-loving Norwood, Ohio. I'm Ann Saker, a Core Clay employee, writer, ceramic artist, and nascent podcaster. Thanks for being indulgent of this effort. As of today, we are 30 days away from the annual convention in Cincinnati of the National Council for Education in the Ceramic Arts. As many as 5,000 to 10,000 artists, teachers, vendors, and speakers will turn the Queen City into Clay City for four days, starting March 15th. Your friendly neighborhood core clay will itself be home to four shows during Enseca. It's been super exciting to watch our 1928 building turn into a magical space. We want everyone in town to come out and take a look. Sam Bugansky, the gallery director at Core Clay, is overseeing much of the transformation. We're going to talk to Sam today and several more times as we get closer to Enseca. I think you can hear the energy in this interview. Hi, Sam. It's great to see you again. <laughs> Hello, Anne. How are you doing? Did you have a good weekend? You know, I had a really nice weekend. Yeah. It was incredibly restful, and I went and did some shopping. It's a good time. So good times. great. You need to rest up because the work we're, you're accomplishing here <laughs> at Core Clay is giant, right? Insurmountable at times. No, I know, I, I <laughs> no, know it's it all feels good. that way. I yeah. know it feels that way, but uh, it's very exciting watching right. all the changes taking place. Yeah. It's little things like... We've asked people now not to use the Hudson Street door, yep. but instead use the Montgomery Street door. Talk a little bit about that. What, what's the reason for that? Yeah, so we, uh, in this past week, switched up uh, what our kind of main like entrance to the space is, and that's more of the Montgomery Street now, uh, mostly because it is time to get set up for our larger show. Uh, Project M with the Color Network will be in our basement, well, not basement, sorry, the first floor garage space. So that's and what we're usually, what do we keep there, Sam? Uh, so normally, that place houses retail, clay, dry materials, kiln stuff. Right. It's a, it actually is a garage. People yeah. <laughs> like Laura drives her truck right into the yeah, garage. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It was a it, w it was a garage for Interlock. Right. Before we moved in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, that's what we. So it's kind of has that. I don't know. Is industrial the right word for that? Or I would say the space is. is uh, <laughs> incredibly industrial yes for sure it is uh it is just it is brick it is concrete there are exposed pipes now it's painted very beautiful uh in just like a one note color of white but the space is by nature incredibly industrial right. yeah but it's got a giant ceiling to oh it, so ridiculously tall ceiling yeah just really really tall ceilings i don't know the footage i don't know how big it is but Really, really big ceilings. Right. Yeah. So that gives it a very airy, air-filled mm -hmm. vibration to it. Right. So the I think for people who don't really understand the color network, I wonder if you can kind of put into context what that organization is and why it was important to you to get them to come here and be here with us. Yeah. So the color network um, is a kind of artist cohort or collective uh, created for and the sole purpose of the advancement of people of color in ceramics. Right. So why do we need that? <laughs> well, why do we need that? Great question. So ceramics in its contemporary like context and is not mutually exclusive from the art world and or the world at large, which is incredibly based in white supremacy. So the Color Network is, is built to um, 
basically create more opportunity for folks of color, right? Uh, specifically within the ceramic arts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so why, why, why was it important for us to bring them here? Um, I think for me, um, <laughs> why was it important to me? Um, well, I think their mission is something that fundamentally I believe in. Uh, it's something that I find important. Um, oh God, how do I say that? I don't know. I think that's uh, a great way. To yeah, say I think it. that's. I think that's it. Like it's. I. I think. I think the stuff they're doing is rad. As in the last episode, you know. So rad. Like I. Uh, I think. I think that the especially like the folks that they've brought up in that space and like the, the talent they've kind of um, fostered and created is really, really beautiful. But I mean, why? Because I, I think, I think their vision is important. Okay. I think like their, the, the, how they navigate and present themselves is important. The space they take up is important, right. you know? And uh, what, what's that going to look like when we have their, I mean, the artists, they've been shipping their art here. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so what's that been like bringing in all the art and, as a, I mean, what's the <laughs> yeah. job of checking in art that's being shipped for a gallery show here? What's that yeah. like? So it's the best job in the entire world. Uh, it's like, it's... That's not what you said last week, Sam. No, but like this part of the job is phenomenal, people. Like, uh, what I love about it is it's like I, I get to come in and open up presents. Uh, and of course, like, they're not mine. I don't own these pieces. But I get like the joy of like being a kid at Christmas, opening up the work, right? Of course, like... There's parts of it that are stressful, like if work breaks in transit or anything of that nature, right? Like that's that's incredibly sad and scary. Like I, I there was one piece that broke, but uh, that artist is taking care of it, and we're all good to go. And right. I and we've helped them navigate that filing and all of that. But um, the best part about it is like it's like Christmas. I mean, like I spent um, I spent a good part of these past few weeks just opening up really cool stuff that you only like sometimes see on Instagram or like in photos and you get to like see it in real life and like hold it. So, so the so part give us a sample, give me an example. Yeah. So one of the pieces that I've opened up recently, um, actually today was Alex Pat, um, phenomenal piece called Bernay. Um, I think it was made in 2021. So it's this beautiful grogged stoneware vessel. Um, and so that came to us today. So basically, when a piece comes into the gallery, my job is to uh, take a video of me opening it. So I don't like, basically, I will take it from the USPS, FedEx, whoever. I take it, I literally will either bring it upstairs or open it right in the gallery, and I take a video immediately. So like why this- is that important? Yeah. So why this is important on our end is because it's, it's important that we have a record showing if a piece is broken, comes to us broken, it's important that we have a video record to show the artist, this showed up broken. So we are not liable for whatever the signed contract is, for the amount that we are signed, like basically, like we're- Is that really standard in galleries? Do they have a, a video? When, when, someone, when a curator is opening a, a, some artwork that's been shipped, do you generally videotape it? Uh, yes. Okay. It's like, but I think, I think some galleries do it, some galleries don't. Um, I, I know in shows that I've been in, um, videos were taken just okay. for like, for basically, I mean, like, the truth of the matter is, is that it, it, it kind of covers our butt. Well, I would think so, you know? yeah. Um, like, like if a piece. liability problem. Right. So, yeah, but it's, uh, besides like the videoing aspect, I mean, like it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's Christmas. It's phenomenal. That's I so love great. it. <laughs> okay. So, and of course we had George here last, George Rodriguez here last week. Of finishing off his yeah. 
statue seems too pale a word for what oh it is a it is a it's a guardian you know it is this phenomenal i don't even know i mean like well it is a statue i guess like like and it's it's four it's a statue I mean, it's a clay the, statue basic yeah dictionary definition yeah of statue, right that's what it is, yeah absolutely but, you know it's that a, just came out of the kilns today it's I know, beautiful i saw that it is so um, it's just yeah. amazing what he's done it was the, the vision coolest. he had for it i you know i hope somebody buys it and puts it like i hope so too <laughs> in front of their house yeah. and invites everybody to come and take yeah. a look at it because it's so cool yeah i think what i love about george's work is that when when George creates pieces and seeing him work, there is this absolutely crazy laser focus yeah. on the like the goal. Yeah. You know, the decision making is intuitive. The way he works is quick. The construction, all of the texture, everything is. I mean, really beautifully done, beautifully done. And yet he was also talking to me and everybody else who was walking by, right? Saying like, "What are you doing?" And yeah. I just felt like. It's like it really was. You have this great artist creating this great art, right. while the you know the plebes and the goobs <laughs> and the lips were walking by yeah. saying, "Hey, what you doing over there?" Yeah, so right. It was real, and he took it all in stride. It was really fun to watch. Yeah, I would say George George Rodriguez, and this will uh, this is good. This is on this one uh, thing. George Rodriguez is if George Rodriguez is your um, George Rodriguez is your hero. That's like 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 your idol. That's the idol you want to meet. Like the most down to earth person. Yeah. Like the most down to earth individual. So nice. So kind. Always like asking and like just a phenomenal human being. Yeah. We we love George. Can we keep him here? I would love that. Chain him up in a room somewhere. (laughs) Oh my God. No. No. We would. Exactly. No, I would love nothing more than to have George come back. But, and we'll see him in Nsika. That's the best part. Right. 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 For sure. Uh, and so, so that's the garage show. I mm-hmm. guess that's the rough term we're using for that. Yeah, Project M. Yeah, okay. Project M and is so the garage. And so the show in the Mason Gallery, yes. you, you, that was another thing you were giggling like a kid about. So tell us about <laughs> yes. it. Because all that came in last week. Talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, the Mason Gallery is like solo exhibition. The first three, the first chunk of the space is Teeter Totter uh, by Chris Albashir. So can, what, what else can I say? I mean, like, it is. It's Christmas. I, I I had the privilege, the privilege, people, of opening up uh, six boxes of the most perfectly stained Cone 10 porcelain. Everything is pristine. Uh, just, uh, you know. Yeah. It was. A, it, it's Wild a times. It's a marvel to, to see <laughs> yeah, something yes, like that. It, it really is. Yes, it you, is. You can't. It almost looks unreal that, right. s- that this was made in some... <laughs> In a factory somewhere, yeah. it's so beautifully produced. Yeah. It's so crisp. Every the colors are yeah. just dazzling. I mean, Chris's work is Chris's work. If Chris's work is one of the, I don't want to say few. Chris is one of those artists when he tells you kind of like the vibe or the aesthetic he's going after, like going after, he, he just delivers it. Like so, Chris is heavily influenced by obviously toys, um, like like elementary school or like studio like you know studious things but also like the biggest thing like it's wooden toys from the 60s and 70s right and and when you look at the work you, you know it's there like all of the shapes the forms how smooth how polished you know that like polyurethane like 
pine that you get from those time like that the, the time period of like those toys that ephemera it's it's i mean the aesthetic is right there it, it's you almost expect the wheels to turn I, I know I I wish <laughs> I wish they did. The they don't, and I, I and I and I understand why they don't. It'd be that'd be like kind of like, like a logistical nightmare yes, with porcelain sure, and sure. warping sure. and all of that. But <laughs> yeah, it was uh, just like Christmas, yeah. absolutely Christmas yeah. or Hanukkah. Yeah, you know. Right. So uh, so we've got Chris's work, and that's going to mm-hmm. be just completely uh, exciting to uh, to see finally installed. And in the gallery itself, we have our new friend Russ. Uh, yes. We love Russ. Tell us about Russ. Ru- Russ. Russ is, I think Russ is a friend of Laura's. Okay. I'm pretty sure. He's, has done some work in the building. I think the old, old core down in Gilbert. Uh, Russ is like the coolest dad you ever want in your life. Russ gets, Russ, can I, am, I, am I allowed to say, I, I probably shouldn't say the swear words. Uh, Don't say swear yeah, words. Yeah. Russ gets the work done. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, Russ is currently installing a bunch of track lighting um, in all of the gallery space, which is great. There's nothing I love more than a good track light. Me too. Um, beautiful, I don't nice care LEDs. People trash on track lights. No. I love track lights. Oh my god, track lights are the best. The best. Right. Like, I'm sorry that no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go on a tangent. But no. yeah, the track lighting is amazing. So that's getting done. Um, Russ also just placed kind of like some faux walls for the right. Project M. Right. So there we have we have a, we have quite. Uh, a decent amount of wall work. Yes. I was not expecting it, but I Oh wow, okay. But I love that we have the amount of wall work that we have for Project M. That's great. Um beautiful pieces. Yes. So yeah, so Russ has installed false walls there. That's um, great. And they, they look pristine. Yeah. They're great. I love it. So that the main uh, sort of what I what I call the gallery store. Yeah. Where yeah, we yeah. have the Christmas sale and yeah. all of that. And that is going to be yet a, yet another show yeah. that you've organized, and talk about that. So I so I uh, I have not. So Lexi took over this project. Okay, so Lexi uh, who is uh, yeah. uh, the assistant manager here at the studio. Right, exactly. Um, so Lexi took over that show, and that is called uh, Core Connections. Core so yeah, so uh, so we'll have Lexi coming on to talk about that. Exactly. We should have yeah, 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 that. yeah. And we also have the fourth show, which is the studio member show that yes. Nina Caporale is yeah. uh, organizing. Undercurrents. And, uh, the undercurrents. That's yeah. right. Which is the sub theme of the NCFIT conference, yeah. which is currents. So it. Oh, wait, is it current or currents? I think it's current singular. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's so sad that I don't even know. My brain has just been other places. <laughs> I mean, we really are. We are We are really four weeks out now. I, we are actually four weeks yeah. out. And don't, don't, don't say the day number. I, I, number. I will probably be, back, probably be back on this podcast. Please, if you, you see will. me outside or in the you studio, will. don't tell me the number of days. Just tell me the number of weeks. I can't handle the number right. of days. It is a countdown for sure. All right, Sam. Well, this, once again, thanks so much for bringing us the update on how things are going here. It's very exciting to see the studio have this energy in here. And uh, the next uh, four weeks are going to be rocking and rolling. We have made really good progress in the past few weeks. I I am incredibly excited right now. It's It's just, it's good. I feel a little bit less. I feel de-stressed. Great. Well, I'll I'll see you next time. I'll see you next time, Sam. (laughs) Bye. Thanks. So that's episode six of Clay at Our Core, the Pottery Podcast. I want to let you all know that the magnificent sculpture that George Rodriguez glazed last week 
has come out of the big Bailey gas kiln and it's beautiful. Check out the Core Clay Facebook page for more photos. A few calendar notes. The Ansika conference that I mentioned earlier is March 15th through 18th here in Cincinnati. For more details, check out ensika.net. That's N-C-E-C-A dot net. The night before the conference begins, March 14th, Core Clay is hosting a storytelling event, Clay Stories. Three of our studio members will tell true first-person stories about their journeys to pottery. It'll be at 7 p.m. Tuesday, March 14th at the Brew House, 1047 East McMillan Street in Walnut Hills. No cover, no minimum. Full disclosure, Laura Davis, the owner of Core Clay, and her brother Chris own the Brew House. Later this week, we'll have an update from here in the studio. Until then, this is Ann Saker. May the kiln gods smile upon you.